2: The count- I was like, wait,
1: why am I nervous? They, I know, the, the countdown is like, like so
0: dramatic. It's so extra. Day. But okay, let's get into it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks, and you are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Today, as you can see, I'm joined by D, Emmy Moore. I'm extremely excited for this conversation. I've had the privilege of knowing Emmy for the better part of about like a year and a half now, which is kind of crazy yeah. to think about, but... It's been amazing just to see her grow and evolve in, like, her own career and her ministry, more importantly. And, yeah, I'm just super excited to, like, sit down and talk with her about everything that she has going on. And with all of that, I'm so very appreciative that you even took the time with all that you have um, happening. So I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on and joining me to talk. Oh,
1: yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think people don't even realize that we've known each other for a minute. Because I feel like me and, me and you have a lot of the same audience. So a lot of people will tag me and your guys' and stuff like, like, oh, like you should get together with Darren and Jordan. I said I already did. Right.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. Because a lot of people don't know. Like, this was, I honestly, this was last year, like early 2022. You were on our podcast. Yeah. But this was like a spot, like spare of the, the moment. Guest. Yes, yes. It was you, Seth, John and Eric, because we were all together and we yeah. did that episode together, which was like legendary. And so, no. And yeah. I think I mentioned this to you, but whenever we were asking people like who they wanted to see as a guest on the podcast, you were by far the number one person everyone requested Dang. and wanted to hear from. And so I thought that was just super dope to see how our audience kind of like cross over a bit, which wasn't a surprise to me, honestly, like you're Bye. doing absolutely amazing yeah. with everything. So
1: dang. Thank you. That actually shocks me To, If anything, I just feel really humbled by hearing that, that yeah, that's just, I'm kind of speechless. I'm <laughs> just like, dang, like people would just really rock with my ministry and what God is doing through me, which is so awesome. But I honestly think it just—it's it's just all for the glory of God, and I'm just—I'm just here doing what He wants me to do. Of course, I'm, I'm, this is not my own agenda <laughs> whatsoever. One
0: hundred percent, yeah. So for those who don't know, Emmy Moore, she is the host of the Save Not Soft podcast. She's also an influencer and model. But one thing that I really wanted to get into, and I was super curious about, is like what inspired the podcast? Like what prompted that? What influenced you to really get it started and up and going?
1: Yeah. Okay. I can tell you where the title came from. I'm gonna let you know. I'll re repent but I'm a thief of the title. I'm not gonna lie. Because oh, I heard a song no. by <laughs> by uh, DK uh, DKG Key. Is that how you say it? And yeah, he has yeah, an album so. called Save Not Thought. And I listened to that album. And I was like, that phrase is so hard, like, save not soft, save not soft. And, like, I just kept thinking about that just so much. And uh, I started, so, like, a year and a half ago, I started just, like, writing sermons. Like, that was just something that I started to do. Uh just started making titles and writing things that was just on my mind because I had this really deep desire to, to speak. I had to pray on it for so long, though, because I didn't know if this desire to speak, was from my flesh to gain attention or if it was going to be used for the glory of God. So I just kind of suppressed that and started making little sermons on my, um, on my iPad and just started making, making topics and all this stuff and save not soft, just like kept coming up. And, uh, actually like after being on your podcast really catapulted me into the, the idea of dang, like God, is able to use me to help people and to use my voice to leave an impact. And I just kept praying on it. And after going on your podcast, I'm like, dang, like this, this seems like this is something God wants me to do right now. And I kept praying on it and getting confirmation. And I also knew that the podcast was at the end, end goal. Yeah. I know that God wants me to speak. So I was mostly praying that, okay, is this podcast going to be used as like the the pavement to to where you want to take me with my speaking career? And I uh, got confirmation that, yes. And I prayed for it for six months, like mm. straight. It was like an everyday prayer, just always taking it up to God. And uh when I thought of the title, I thought of the album, Save Not Song" because that phrase never went away. And I was like, okay, I don't think anyone's gonna get too mad because nothing is new under the sun right so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna use that title so that was it it, it just clicked and i made a uh, cover art and everything but i'm always gonna give credits to bro because that's where i got it from Fact. so i'm not gonna say i'm the originator mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna sit here and cap the last thing i'm gonna do is act like i made that up on my own i actually didn't um i got a ghost Anyways, ghostwriter anyway so, ghostwriter please <laughs> I, <laughs> So I got, I'm right, uh, but I got um, that title and then made the clip art and everything. And uh, the biggest thing, the the goal that that God wanted to use me to fulfill was to speak to young women in our generation, because there is a lot of miscommunication and a lot of misdirection, and women are being empowered by the wrong things now. I don't know mm. why it is that. There's this agenda that women sh- should be more empowered when their clothes are off or when they show when they booty cheeks on Instagram. Right there, there is power within Christ, and I think that culture is catapulting this 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 false power that is not sustainable and it's actually a fantasy and delusional. So my assignment that God gave me was to be in partnership with him to execute the communication of how women can be empowered through Christ and not through their own desires or by the world's desires. And by doing that, it required me to be completely transparent. And God Mm. told me from the jump, if I give you a platform, this isn't just exposure to your face, this is exposure to every good and bad part of you. And you have to be okay with that. And quite honestly, I think that's why it took me so long to actually get to to the point of actually putting out episodes because I had to, I had to accept the fact that I would rather be misunderstood and rejected than pleasing people and their behavior. Mm. And so I, I was like, okay, like, this is all for the glory of God and I, I can't please people no more. I have, I have to do what you tell me to. And even more so than that, I, I like, not that, like I owe you everything, That's you right. know? Yeah. And this body isn't even mine. So when I said I do to you, I'm going to act that out. And I started doing my first um, episode. My first episode was my testimony and I, I fasted like for um, three weeks before I started my podcast and did my testimony, and how I knew immediately that this is exactly what God wanted me to do is that the enemy attacked it immediately, immediately. Like I kid you not, about four hours after I posted my testimony, um, which are part of my testimony. Like, sorry if I'm jumping all over the place. You're good. Uh, You're good. Was me getting uh, was me getting uh, verbally, emotionally, and psychologically abused by my birth father. He ended up seeing the episode and wanted to sue me for defamation of character. And I was like, that's crazy because I got receipts up to back when I was 14 years old. And uh, I noticed how there's this cycle of the enemy wanting to shut up my voice Mm. and how he was attacking, not the platform, but my voice and to shut up. And I, I knew right then and there that I'm doing exactly what I need to do right now. If anything, that was confirmation from Christ that, I mean, you're exactly what you need to do right now. Because when you step in my glory, there's going to be opposition to that. So I'm like, okay, like we're going to do this. And since then, it's just been um, a cycle, of just like praying and studying and getting God's word. And I think also teaching, I think you could relate to this as well. When you're held to a higher responsibility, it also requires requires you to seek God deeper so that's also been very good for my salvation because not only am I just helping people, but I'm helping myself. Mm-hmm. So I've just grown so deeply uh, in love with the Lord and uh, progressing uh, partnership with Him. And it's been amazing, not even just the way that He's impacting people, but, but the way that He's changing my heart and things that were icky and sticky and sticking around for a long time are, are gone. And I didn't think that was possible, and it, and and the fact that that happened through serving people was mm. crazy. So I, I'm I'm really blessed. I'm like, man i I didn't expect I didn't expect God to move through this the way that He did, and it's it has even been a whole year, right? And it's like, yeah, it's it's insane. It has even been a whole year, and I'm getting opportunities left and right that are. God given that I can't even make up. I'm just kinda of sitting in awe and just in complete gratitude, quite honestly.
0: hundred percent. No, that's huge. And a lot of what I honestly admire about you, alongside the vulnerability and transparency transparency that you always give to your platform is how I can definitely see it's purpose driven. And it's not based upon your name, your glory. In terms of you trying to build your own kingdom or your brand right but it's definitely always centered toward all right like how does this build the kingdom and what god really wants me to do and a lot of people don't always see the behind the scenes of all that it takes to go into the things that we do because you mentioned that you fasted like this was this wasn't just oh like i have a name i have an idea and a concept let me just get behind the mic this was months i mean a year of prayer fasting confirmations on, okay, like, is this what God really wants? And so I love that along with, I was actually listening to, I went back and listened to your first episode yesterday of your testimony. Dang. Yeah. Just to get prepared for this. And I had, um, I've been keeping mm-hmm. up with like what you've been doing. And one thing that you mentioned that I love about you, and I don't really see a lot necessarily in our space, but I always commend people is the level the way in which you lead, you definitely lead with your life in terms of the integrity mm-hmm. integrity you have behind the platform and the way that you're giving that up like every single week. Like you said, the good and the bad. So with yeah. that, what is I mean, how is what's your journey been like in terms of like being so transparent? Like what is the courage that it takes? How do you keep yourself like in the secret place to like really even be so open with like the people who are tuning into you yeah. every week?
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I think you're completely right. I think that's the one thing that a lot of people struggle with right now is being so transparent. And I, I think it all goes back to the fact that this body isn't mine. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I'm under the understanding or this lie that I'm full in full control of my body and that this isn't used to glorify our lord it's i then become prideful and just religious and do things for my own self-glorification rather than uh for his but i i feel like that reasoning i kind of fa- found out recently i feel like that wasn't kind of like the the motive to my transparency i i feel like a few months ago that's when i really like submitted my uh my podcast to the lord and even just like my my voice to the lord and being like look This body isn't even mine. I had that realization. And I said, okay, I feel like I've always known that, but I haven't been able to acknowledge it. So now I'm acknowledging it and give it to you. But you said you just watched like my first episode and that was completely transparent. And I just went in, I remember thinking, okay, I cannot water any of this down because the stuff I might water down might help someone get saved. And once I understood that other people's salvations were on the line, there's no way that I could keep it, keep it hushed. And I also noticed how, uh, and this is kind of in the beginning stages, just how in church there were things that weren't being talked about that, that I wasn't receiving because churches avoided to speak about it. And how dare I, condemn churches. Why don't y'all speak about this or this or this or this? And then I get a platform and I do the same thing. Mm. And I, I said very, I think I said in my testimony, of the episode right after I said, the last thing I want to do on this podcast is be a hypocrite. I don't want to jump on here and talk about stuff that I, that I don't know about. I don't want to do no heresy and I don't want to hop on here and give, give you guys a false version of who I am. This is, Basically, if you want to know stuff that's real or if you want to get offended, come here. <laughs> like, come, come here. If, if you want if you want it just like how it is, come here. And it also goes down to how I was raised, too. Uh, I'm, I'm just a very, very blunt person. Yeah. Even people who knew me in, like, high school has always known before Christ that I was just very straightforward. And I take instruction very literally. So the way that I receive things is also the way that I communicate. And um, that transparency, I honestly, uh, and that, that comfortability with transparency, I think is honestly just having so much confidence in the Lord that I'm covered by his blood Mm -hmm. and that I can say these things and I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to be cool because I have the Lord's covering over me. And if he is for me, then who is against me? So I might as well just say all of these things because if it's going to help my brother or sister listening, then why, why shut up about it? You know? So I, I, transparency is definitely something uh, that is part of my ministry. Like I think probably the biggest part, everybody know my business and it's scary, but (laughs) I I do it, but I do it, but I do it because I know that it's helping people. And I know that my rawness and my realness is actually what's, what's going to target the hearts of those who are hurting and the Lord is just using my testimony to give relatability to his children, you know? So it, it, it's really awesome. Uh, it, it gets hard sometimes because I'm like, thank God I like my mom don't even know about Right, sure. <laughs> I'm yeah, you know, like, you know, and I'm on like a, like a screen telling everybody what's going on. And also like I, another thing uh, early that I was scared about is, I'm going to be talking about some people on here to where if they watch this, they're going to know what's about them. And I'm like, they're going to know that I'm talking about them. And it kind of goes back to that Galatians. Like once in am, am I now mm. being a servant um, to, to those around me or am I actually being a servant to Christ? Like am I, am I serving and trying to people please the people around me or am I completely submitted to Christ alone, to an audience of one? And I had to just not care about what people had to say, except for God. Like God is the only commentator on what I can and cannot do, you know? And when I let other people give me limitations, or you can't talk about this, about our beef that we had two years ago or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have done it. Right. <laughs> okay, like, Fact. Maybe, they made me you shouldn't have done it because I, it, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I just got to shrug my shoulders. This is what God wants. And you can't, Like you can, you don't have a more of a say so over God. And so there's been some people and things I've had to bring up to her. I'm like, dang, if they watch this, they know I'm talking, like I'm talking about them. But I think people also have to realize that they're the only ones who know that I'm talking about them. Not everyone who's watching thinks, oh my gosh, Emmy's talking about her ex best friend and like junior high or something like that, like, which I've never talked about anything like that, but no one who's watching is thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to stalk Emmy and try to figure out who this person is. No, because they're not worried on my personal life. They're worried about how God moved through my life. So they're not worried about the people that I'm, that I'm talking about. So I think if anything, uh, where the transparency kind of got like, Ooh, I don't know, God it's, it's more of that. But yeah. I completely got over that within the first like two months.
0: Yeah, yo, that's a bar. They're not worried about my personal life; they're worried about how God worked through that. And I feel that no, because, they're really not. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I've I've been through the same situations, especially over the past like about like year or two years that me and Jordan have been doing this. Because you get to a point to where you are just so transparent and vulnerable at the obedience of God. And sometimes that can be, like, offensive to, honestly, the people closest to you that may have been a part of yeah. your life or had, like, some role in your story. But, yeah, I felt that because there would be some things that, like, I'm saying on the platform that my parents don't even know. And I'm like, yo, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and And giving it up. But, no, I think one thing that I heard once from another podcaster that I love, her name is Karen. But she has the same type of philosophy and mindset that you come with in terms of your ministry when it comes to just being so transparent. And she said something once, and it was, um, none of me is mine to keep. And it yeah. was basically the mm-hmm. same idea when you're talking about like your your own body is like to the Lord and you said I do in terms of like, yo, any experience that I have, anything I've gone through is all going to be used for the glory of God. Right. So I have to share this yeah. in order to reach the people that I'm called to. And I think that's amazing. But with all of that, you mentioned something I thought was big is the fact that through this podcast and serving other people, it's almost brought breakthrough to you as well. And I've definitely yeah. seen that in my own life, of course, like when you're handling the word of God, it's a different standard, a different way. And so it it definitely calls you so much deeper than you thought that, you know, you, you'd ever be or even go when it comes to your secret yeah. place in your study. So what's been some of the biggest lessons you'd say you've learned while doing like the podcast so far, you know, in terms of like being a leader, having influence, people listening to your voice, what are some things that you've had to learn, you know, on the back end in your day to day? Or maybe you just know you've like um, been more intentional about.
1: One I've been seeing recently is it's not necessarily about what I do. It's about how I respond because I have to come in with the expectation that I'm going to fail and mess up because I'm human. And once I'm more accepting to the fact that I am going to mess up, do me, it's like I have a full like Roman seven moment always. It's the evil I do. Like I don't want right. to do, but yet I do it because it lives within me. That's something I'm gonna have to deal with for the rest of my life and the The more I get to realize that the not not that it's putting me in a posture of iniquity. I'm not saying that whatsoever. What I'm saying is that I have to acknowledge that I am weak for for the sole purpose that God gets to be strong, and it says in um is it James? I believe I'm trying to think on the top of my head. And it says, none of you are perfectly qualified to speak. Mm -hmm. None of you. And I I think when I started this, I kind of put myself in this this expectation box that I got to get this perfect. And I got to execute this like on the dot, very precise, perfectionist. That's me. And I had to retrain my mind that I'm going to say things that are probably wrong, but what's going to set me apart is the way that I respond. And this is why we could like point out like false preachers and teachers really easily because people who false preach will say things and then won't take accountability for it, knowing dang well that it was wrong. And then Christians are calling them out on it. Um, when it, when it came to my ministry, I'm like, okay, God, what am I going to do if I say something wrong? what am I going to do if I teach this wrong and I, I didn't mean to to teach mm. falsely because I'm still learning things. I'm still so young. I didn't even start reading my Bible until like two years right. ago. So it's like, what what do I do about that? And um, the Lord just told me, he said, it's not necessarily about what you do. It's about how you respond because even Jesus said, you know, you can't be mad at the people who don't know. They just don't know. They don't know what they're doing. And God had to tell me, he said, you don't know what you're doing and you have to be okay with that. And when you do know you have to respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. And that's the responsibility that us teachers hold. It's not necessarily just what we say. It's how we respond <laughs> to it. Cause I could say blah, 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 all this stuff. And if I slip up and don't can't take accountability, what's that going to make me look like? That's not going to make me look good. Or More importantly, it's not going to make God look good. So if I say something wrong, there was a time to where I did say something wrong, and I had to hop on the next podcast and be like, "Yo, y'all called me out on this, and I rewatched it, and I was wrong." So let me de- dedicate like five minutes of this segment to just reiterate what I meant. Just as simple as that, and I think we could avoid um, a lot of corrupt, a-, a lot of corruption in leadership if we just focus more on our accountability and to be held accountable requires humility and i feel like we see a lot of people who are in big industries or have a big influence or they are celebrity pastors or whatever and they lack that principle of of accountability because they don't know how to humble themselves mm-hmm. So I've just been learning uh, through this whole thing that I need to humble myself every single time and other understand that there's no way I could do this all my life, right. That this is all for the glory of God. And once I try to sit in His throne in His seat, I'm actually just just perverting the the glory, mm-hmm. and I can't do that. So I got to take a step back, humble myself and let God speak. And as soon as I make it my narrative, I need to shut it down and I need to respond differently and not just let this slide,
0: you know? That's that's huge. And that's something that me and my inner circle talk about all the time. But like, there's a difference between what I like to call like error and heresy. And it's the aspect of like, exactly what you're saying. Like there the, the difference between, you could say like a false teacher and someone who may have like just misinterpreted the scripture or may have just been and with good intent just didn't know is a humility piece of being able to come back and say, okay, I was wrong. I've taken heed to instruction, wisdom, people around me, and this is what it is. And so especially with yeah. people who are so young, I know a lot of people do have that fear of even if they maybe not have a platform, like they may get saved or have been in their faith for a while. And like, they maybe want to evangelize or speak to different people, but they're like, yo, what if I say the wrong thing? Like, I don't know all the words, like all the scriptures or the verses, But I love that you mentioned that and someone told me once the fact that God's big enough to hold like the weight of, you know, things that you get wrong. Right. Like in that as long as Mm -hmm. you're correcting yourself and putting yourself position to be humbled, corrected and Mm -hmm. just submit to that, like you're going to be okay. Um, But never allow that fear to kind of like restrict you or hold you back from like doing what you know you're called to do so. No, I think that's definitely a big lesson that I feel like me and Jordan have had to learn as well. I think it's huge. But with everything that you've been doing and as a podcast begins to grow, how are you handling, I would say, like the the weight of your influence? Because you just mentioned that you were just recently at a few premieres, um, Mm -hmm. Transformers and what was the other one called?
1: Mission Impossible
0: Mission with Tom Cruise. And
2: it's like.
1: That's no. <laughs> <laughs> um, a goofy little and, movie.
2: But yeah.
0: Like, and you mentioned that, of course, you had like a, a lot of different people maybe coming up to you. Um, just in an appreciation and support of like your ministry and how like what you're being recognized for now is a lot of what you've been speaking to when it comes to your faith. So like what's that what's that been like and like handling all of that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, well, I, I definitely do believe that as Corinthians and Salas, God does everything for a reason. And I think people forget that I've been an influencer for five years. So before I've talked in ministry, I know what it's like for people to know me and to be like, hey, like I see you on this and you make these videos and all these things. And so I've always kind of been uh, open and understanding of the idea that people are influenced by me in some way and even before I had a platform I always felt like I had this huge leadership quality just attached to me and noticed that things that I would do other people would be influenced by them and I was like no like this kind of weird then once I came and I became a literal influencer um, and started doing fashion content and I started off doing dancing videos uh, like we know <laughs> uh, people are seeing it no 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 that's not what I do I was incorrect was just- <laughs> uh, it was nothing um but stuff started just like blowing up and people were like oh i've seen you from this and from this and i think the conversion of that was uh was a different job in influencing and i've always been an influencer but recently god said i don't want you to be an influencer i want you to be an influence which are two completely different things and the lord then put me in a posture to to lead people not just like physically or emotionally, but spiritually, mm. which is a very, very high responsibility. And seeing the impact of that has been absolutely crazy because I do, uh, I work really hard. I'm not going to lie. I am stuck in the studio and my crib and I'm, and I'm working at, um, I serve at my church at two different churches and I'm just in LA and then here. So I just work, 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 mm-hmm. work. And when I'm not working and I actually put myself in like day-to-day life, that's when I noticed people come up to me and they say something and I'm like, oh, dang. And it's because I'm just I'm just moving so, so fast that I'm not like walking and like smelling the roses, mm, type-y, you know. Right. And so uh, there was I think that the biggest thing and I feel like I bring this one up all the time, but it was the most life changing. And it was the first time it happened. And I realized I have a way bigger purpose that is bigger than me. And I was selling clothes with a whole bunch of influencers out in LA. We rented out, um, uh, we worked with a brand out there and we emptied out the shop and like put up our closets and stuff. So our followers can come to LA and like shop our closets. And there was this woman um, who was about like my age and her mom who drove three hours just for me to pray for them. And that was absolutely insane wow. to me that they, that they drove that far just to, just to meet me. And I'm like, sitting there like what and she told me she said um you know I I came here she's like because yeah like your clothes are cool but I wanted to come here because I wanted to just tell you how much I appreciate you and your ministry and her mom like barely spoke English she kind of spoke Spanish but she did speak enough English to where I could understand and she was just weeping her mom was like weeping weeping and I was crying too I was like what's going right. on and she told me. She said, uh, "My daughter has been listening to your podcast, and she's opening up her Bible and reading it, and teaching us as a family. And she found Christ and got saved because of you." I
0: know. I'm getting. I'm getting, I'm getting teary eyed now. That's what it's all about. Like that's uh, amazing.
1: And I and I just, it, it's so. I literally get so cold mm-hmm. every time I talk about it because I couldn't believe the goodness of God. It was just like a such honorable, humbling, emotionally satisfying, like experience. And when she, when her mom told me that, I just, I just braced them and I just hugged them and we connected and whatnot. And I went home, like I I drove home that same day and I was just praying to God, just like initially it was like, what is, what is going on? You know? I didn't understand, Lord, that you are moving this ministry in such a way that is impacting pe- people the, the way that it is. And since that moment, it's been like people like coming up almost regularly telling me and if it's if it's not in person, it's I'll see yeah. it like under my post or they'll DM me or say something or tag me in videos. Um and it, it's all just this immense amount of love. And uh, and, and it's hard because it's like, I don't want this to like feed my ego and make of me course. feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm hot yeah. stuff, you know? That's the last thing I want to do. But it definitely humbles me. And it and it feels so honoring. That's the word I would use. It, it feels like an honor. And seeing how this is impacting young women and actually some men too is crazy. So, um Receiving all of it is um, overwhelming but not in a bad way to where I'm just so overwhelmed and satisfied by how the Lord is moving through these people's lives because when we talk we're not talking about me, we're talking about the Lord mm-hmm. and it's bringing, it's bringing God all the glory so that's all I could ask for is that hey when you meet me like, we can say hey what's up but even more importantly that we talk about our creator and what you've learned and I love when people make like videos. Like, are like, "Hey, I learned this on uh, Emmy's podcast. Let me tell you my thoughts on it." Oh, I was also gonna say this uh, whenever it just came to my mind, and it and it bounced back right now. When you said like, when we we're kind of talking about like responsibilities yeah. of leadership, something I implement in each um, in every single one of my podcasts and I, on my TikTok recently, I've been doing Bible study with Emmy, and at the very end of all of it, I say, "Pray about this." And homework, you need to read this and seek it on your own because this is just my interpretation. This is what the Lord told me. If you're not cracking that Bible open yourself, then what's the point? Because the last thing I want to be is your God because I am not your God. And also, I'm not an intercessor fully because if If I was used fully as an intercessor, then why did Christ die on the cross? You realize that when Jesus died on the cross, he tore the veil. So you don't have to go to tabernacles and synagogues to praise him. You could go directly to him. So whenever you hear this message or you hear what's coming out of my mouth, take it and take it to God. Take it and hand it to God. Don't just keep and be like, this is what Emmy said. You need to take it to him and go, hey, which kind of goes back to the fact that I'm going to get things wrong. And because of that, you do, you have the responsibility as someone who is receiving this to take it back to God and, and take it up to him. You know, I, I believe there's, there's a responsibility in teaching, but also in receiving. And I think that people who are, uh, sorry, kind of going off track, but I feel it's so important and like the Lord's just urging me to say this, but a lot of people who do watch a lot of like celebrity and like mega pastors um, will put this pressure on them uh, that they are God and that they are an influence that is that is like the main intercessor between them and Christ. And these people who are receiving don't take what they received to God. Instead, they make these pastors their doctrine. And I think sometimes us as Christians, we can blame the leaders. We also have to take a microscope to the fact that the people, that Christians, believers, are looking to people as doctrine and that is an idolatry problem that we're having in the church and it's not okay. And you could only blame the pastors for for so long for that. <laughs> but if people keep idolizing other people and making people their their adoption and their Id- idolatry uh, and their idol or whatever, you really that's not the pastor's fault. And and then people will kind of hype up these pastors and stuff because they look into them as their God, and then other people will be like, oh, uh, this pastor think he hot stuff. It's because the people are idolizing him and making him his doctrine, and they, he's told them, this is God's word, not mine. So those people aren't taking it to Christ, and you you can't blame people for that. We could only blame ourselves, and we have to look in the mirror very, very hard and say, okay, I can't believe another person to be God. I have to believe that God is God, and I believe God can use people to... to speak his message. So with that knowledge, I'm going to trust that the Lord's speaking into this person, but I'm also going to trust the Lord so much that I'm going to take what that person says and run it through scripture. There's a responsibility in that. Sorry, that was kind of rant.
0: No, hold on. Cause you're talking so good right now. Like you're really <laughs> preaching because we missed that. The responsibility of the receiver. Like, that's a whole word Mm. within itself. Like, I've honestly, I don't think I've heard that spoke on probably ever, if I'm being completely honest to you. But that is very important because people will sometimes get in these spaces. And I was definitely there at one point in my faith, too, um, as I was growing, where you kind of live vicariously through your pastor. Like, your relationship with God is based upon, like, their seek and their study and what you're hearing from them instead of, like, you going into your own private devotion for yourself. And so, yeah, that's major. You said a lot there, but that was definitely it. And that story about just having, you know, that woman come like three hours to see you for prayer and just obviously giving um, her like appreciation for what you've been doing and how you've even been changing her daughter's life is amazing. And like you said, there's no other words, but it being humbling and honoring. Like I was just talking to John about this earlier today, but like when it happens and you come across people who are really impacted by what you do, it just like honestly puts you, it pushes you closer to God and points you back to him knowing that it was, it was him that did it. Like you had nothing to do. It was like him elevating you, putting you in the position. And ultimately you just saying yes. And so, yeah, I want to even like take the moment to really, give you your flowers because like what you're doing is genuinely like changing the world I remember whenever I saw you even like post and make the announcement that you're starting the podcast like I was hype like I was like getting ready um and excited for you and so I've I've been able to see the impact like even from afar like I said like we've (laughs) had people like DMing us like yo when do you have an Emmy on like when is this happening so I've been able to see just the ripple like even like from our community of like how you've been really being able to speak to like your audience and people you're called to, especially women too. But like you said, it's, it's, it's even expanding outside of that. But what you mentioned, a lot of people don't know is like you were an influencer way before you really kind of got into like this space now. And I remember when we first met, this was beginning of 2022. It was at Passion. That was the Mm -hmm. first time I remember. Mm -hmm. And I believe you had both of your accounts. Like it was like your, at least on TikTok, your Emmy more account. And then the one that was more faith based. And I believe kind of like after that time, I was like able to see you just like continue to like really press more into like your faith content and like really sharing your story in terms of like online. So I want to know, like, what even, like, prompted that? Like, was what what shift happened? Was that just you kind of, like, on your journey and, like, getting, like, deeper into, like, mm-hmm. the word and this relationship with God? Because I think that's been the most beautiful thing. Um, Like you said, like, now, like, when people see you, that's what you're recognized for. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, what was that mm-hmm. like? Because at first it was more, yeah. like, fashion, right? Kind of, like, take me through what that looked like in terms of, you know, that...
1: Yeah. So the conversions in my content was really crazy because I've been doing this for so long, just influencing why. So I know how to take the heat and I know how to I'm not afraid to smoke whatsoever. So uh, when I started Find the Lord, uh, I was 18 and I took a like two year period, I would like to say, to strictly heal. And that wasn't even using scripture. Mm-hmm. That was just by feeling the presence of the Lord and being aware that he loves me. And I just went through this healing process with him. And I'm still making fashion content and doing all this stuff. And uh, when I met you in passion, actually, I didn't start making that that page, the the Christian spam page that I have until... Um, about three months before I met you. So you caught me.
0: Oh, that was early. In the very... Okay. Yeah,
1: it was very early, very early. And honestly, what made me start to make content like that was I started to read my Bible. Mm. And I kid you not, the first day I read my Bible, I thought to myself, there's no way I could keep this to myself. That, That was my actual thought. I thought, there's no way that I... I'm, I'm the only one who should know this. This is so powerful and so urgent. I felt like I had this urgency, not necessarily out of the fruit of impatience, but out of empathy that, that what I was receiving in the word was so urgent that I need to scream it on the rooftops. And uh, I would like to say one of the biggest gifts that the Lord has blessed me with besides my speaking ability is number one, my creativity and my imagination And I was kind of taking up with the Lord ways that I could communicate and express the word to where people would understand it and gravitate towards it. And so I started making content like that. And the more I started reading scripture, the more I just wanted to share with people. I think it's just like the more, it's like that overflowing, right? right? Like the more I'm getting poured into, the more... Goes out, and then the more I can receive. And if I'm holding all of these things and not letting it go, I'm not going to have anything new to catch. So I had to keep letting go of the things that. Well, stick to some of the things that I was learning and stored up here and put it on a hard drive. But actually, take the files of what I'm learning and disperse it onto the nations, and then keep keep learning things. Hard drive, give out. Learn, hard drive, give out. And it's just like a process that just con- kept continuing and. Making me so so hungry for um for the Lord, so uh, I just kind of made that that page and then just started doing more Christian content. And I um, then also because we also had to think I was worldly too, so I had content that wasn't good whatsoever. And I went back and I took down all my content. I even went through it last week um, of some stuff that I posted even like two years ago that like wasn't wasn't that well good or whatever. And um, just was like, okay, like, I just want people to see God through this because I love God and I love what he's doing in my life and I love what I'm learning and everyone has to know what he's saying because this saved me. This mm. absolutely saves me. And if it saved a little girl who was abused and had no idea who she was and was going to commit suicide when she was 17, this could save anybody. Like there's, there's no way that this is, this is just for me. So it's just more of that urgency and that right. urge to just spread God's word because, I I know that nothing could come above it. Nothing.
0: Yeah, that's that's growth right there. I think a lot of what you mentioned in terms of even you going back um, and maybe even, like, taking down some things you felt maybe, like, you wanted to just, like, change or, like, you've evolved from. So – and I actually wanted to talk about that because you, along with, of course, like, your podcast and ministry, you are also, like – in the modeling space and I remember because this was I don't know when you necessarily signed to like who you're working with but I remember like when you mm-hmm. told me like I don't I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that but like we had a conversation you were hyped I was excited no. I was like yes. yo like this is like
2: yeah insane yeah, yeah, so
0: actually yeah. yo how how's that been because I haven't been able to like really check in on like what's like been happening since but like what's that yeah. been like
1: yeah, the management process is awesome because this is how I'm getting paid. This is mo- this is money that's going in my pockets because um, the the stuff that goes from my ministry is all in my ministry. I don't want to take anything from it, so I got a completely different job outside of that that is making that's still giving God, God all the glory, but it's it's hitting my pockets, which is great. Right. So, and what do you I, what, what do you him,
0: sorry, what do you like exactly do specifically for those who may not know? Outside of like the ministry. So
1: basically, yeah, I would say as a basis, I'm a content creator. um, And there's a lot of different titles that are within that. So uh, that includes I do modeling. So that's a form of content creation, right? I'm going to you take pictures of my face and you pay me. Okay, cool. Thanks. And then there's uh, this other part of me that is an influencer, which also inquires content creation, (laughs) making videos and posts. And uh, where I get paid through that is brands will reach out to me, whether if they're a clothing company or a fitness company or a makeup company, they'll reach out to me, send me a product, and pay me to make a video that, that is an advertisement for them, essentially. So um, that's another source of income. And then I also do social media marketing, graphic designing, and management to where I take other businesses' um, social media accounts and I run them. So anything content creation-wise, and I just do video creation and whatever on the side, photography. So anything just that's like content creation, that's what I do. And it's kind of like a plethora of different titles that I have. Anything that just requires social media, I'm blessed with and I I can work with. And recently I had to... Um, I would like to say like a year ago, I had to figure out how my work can also complement my ministry, not necessarily to where I combine them, but to where they complement one another. And um, one one thing that people kind of get upset about, but I think it's because they have a lack of understanding, so I can't be too mad, is some believers will come on my, my page and be like, oh, like why she only posts pictures of herself? Well, it's because that's my job. It's not because I'm a self-centered woman. It's because I get paid to do this. This is essentially my job. I'm I'm an influencer. I get like people are influenced by what I wear and jewelry I have and the way I do my hair and stuff like that. So I get paid for that. And same with like modeling. Like basically it's the face to the product. And um, I don't, yeah, I, I just had to figure out how to, let that glorify God and also turn down things that wouldn't glorify my temple and where he resides. Um, because I used to just do whatever campaigns and sponsorships, but recently I've had to say no to a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff actually. <laughs> and I've had to say no to it because it would require to me, uh, requiring me to be somewhat like promiscuous or if it wasn't me who was being promiscuous like say if it was um a brand who wanted me to be in like a t-shirt and joggers but the rest of their posts are girls like bent over in a position that they should save for the bedroom like that's not going to make me look good whatsoever so i had to put limitations and boundaries around uh the the brands i work with so it complements my ministry and um also yeah mostly that. And I noticed once I started to do that, I actually started having Christian brands um, and not just like Christian merch, more of like people who have more morally set in stone uh, morals and boundaries and uh, ideologies set set in stone come towards me and be like, hey, we want to work with you because we like your mind and we like that that you are exemplifying um, womanhood in a place in a space that's not toxic, that, that you're showing your femininity without being toxic all over the place or promiscuous, you know, but you're just being a woman and a girl boss and you're just doing what God is calling you to do. And those are the people I've been working with. So I'm really, really blessed. No.
0: Yeah. And I was telling someone before I did this interview, I was telling them that I was meeting with you and I was like explaining the fact that you're like, I'm not going to, I said, I told them you're like famous, famous to me because like with the space that you're <laughs> in, <laughs> you're just, I feel like just so well, um, networked in terms of the relationship that relationships that you have and like some of like the acquaintances and peers that are in your circle with like different events that you go to. And one, mm-hmm. another thing, um, amongst so many, I'm going to say this a lot that I do admire about what you do is the way that you don't compromise because you can get in those spaces, especially once you're just like continuing to grow and to elevate up that particular like industry. And there's a lot of people trying to like push you away from what you really believe in the foundation of like yeah. what you're building your life on. And so um, I love that you're even like mentioning that there's some brands now that you're very like blatant with in terms of your standards and what you know you believe and like how that's going to like complement everything else. And so how do you really like stay so true to self and and what's that what's that been like in terms of like you know the circles that you may be around at like different places and um all yeah. the other like brands and opportunities that are coming your way what what is the thing that keeps you like grounded so you're not just like taking anything and everything that continues to like come your way
1: yeah um I would say immediately it's self discipline there's a reason. Come on, motorcycle! <laughs> Hurry up. Uh, I would definitely say self discipline because there's a reason why I don't live in LA, and there's a reason why I don't fully indulge in the lifestyle that you'll see other influencers being. You know, I know things that will. It it honestly has to go back to the fact that you have to be so accountable to where you have to look in the mirror. And assess what's wrong with you and what you get tempted with and kill the root system before the the vicious flower of sin is blossomed right so if i'm watering and entertaining the root system mm-hmm. then obviously i'm gonna have flowers of of sin all around me. so i i have limitations and boundaries set in stone so i don't get in those predicaments um i want to add this which is on topic but kind of not uh, cause you said I'm I'm in these spaces where it's a lot of influential people and quite honestly, like famous people. Yeah. I've been in re- some very famous people where I'm like, dang, <laughs> I like listen to your music. Yeah. Or, I've watched a movie with you in it. And how can I still give God all the glory and also not compromise my beliefs to be in that industry? And uh I I would say yes, it's self-discipline. And uh, another part is I was lost for so, so long and I know exactly what it's like to not have Christ in my life and not having Christ is not, is like not having air to me. And if I don't have air, I can't breathe. And if I don't have Christ, I can't breathe. So I cannot compromise Christ whatsoever because as soon as I compromise, I'm basically killing myself. Mm. And I, I love the Lord too much to, to do that to myself. And, uh, And and so I would like to say that's the main motive. Uh, What I wanted to add is when I'm in these spaces and in this industry, I think a lot of people are assumative to think that because I am receiving these blessings from the Lord to be in this area and and receive um, opportunities like this, that one, I should feel bad for it and I don't deserve it. And Christians shouldn't be on a platform like that. And two, people will assumably think that I am now acting like the people who are there. And that is completely false. And I think people forget that we are called to be set apart, but we're also the salt of the earth. And I can't get away from anything secular, period, period. And people want to complain about oh, this celebrity is this and this celebrity is that. I just wish they came to Christ. Well, they can't come to Christ if a Christian is not in the industry. So how about instead of being jealous and having the secret animosity towards people who are put in this industry, maybe praise God that he is placing well-grounded Christians in this industry so they could be used as vessels to speak to these unbelievers. Because I'm not networking just like, networking as and like, Oh, I'm going to do this sponsorship. If I'm at an event and you speak to me within the first five minutes, Jesus comes out of my mouth and you're going to know who my father is as soon as I speak. And I think a lot of people get mad, like Maverick city is a huge one. I remember they did like, um, at the VMAs or whatever they did, uh, that song with yeah. and it's mad. And they're like, Oh my gosh, Maverick city is a, a gospel, um, a, a gospel, uh, group and yet they're performing with the secular artists. And all I could think was, how sad is it that instead of people understanding that Quavo lost pretty much a brother to him just recently, and he is in a a point of his life where he is weak, where he is vulnerable, where he is in in a place of grief, and he is lost and he feels alone. What better person and what better people to pour into them than a gospel choir and a gospel group like what better people and i think we focus too much on secular people and secular this and secular that when it's like okay then who are we supposed to preach to christians (laughs) then what's the point on expanding the kingdom it makes no absolute sense we have to be and then um this was something i talked about last week because someone said you know um you know, uh, Jesus didn't hang out with the sinners, the, son- the sinners hung out with Jesus. I said, that is very false. If you see, like, you realize what Jesus, the sinners hung out with Jesus, you realize that when Jesus was calling his disciples, that he was the one who extended out the invitation. It wasn't the disciples being like, oh, I got to follow you. Jesus said, follow me. He initiated it. And whenever we say that sinners are following Jesus, the, the glory to God automatically gets cut off because now we're saying that salvation is based off of people's desires and not God's. And we know that God predestines us, that he loves us first beyond our mother's womb. So we can't give too much credit to like people just like finding Christ mm-hmm. on their own. You realize that, that Jesus longs and searches for you and God has had you predestined before you were even born. And I think we just try to get away from secular this and secular that. And like Jesus didn't hang out with the sinners. They hung out with him. That is completely false. Jesus set himself in a posture to be holy and people recognized his holiness and wanted to be a part of that. And because he invited them in that posture of his holiness, they then were able to be teachable. They were able to repent. They were able to move like him because they accepted the invitation that Jesus gave out. So how do you expect to reach a group of secular people through Christ if Christ isn't even there? They're not going to go out of their way to find him. They're not. There's there's, there's no way. God is finding them.
0: I had no, it, look, how to
1: bring that up when I heard no, you say that, but that's
0: exactly why I bring it up because our big thing here, and that's why we have this big world or earth mural in the background, is because we understand that God wants His glory in like every industry and space on the earth, and the people yes. He's going to use to do that are through our hands, through our feet, as vessels of God. And so, yeah, ministry happens on Monday, and I love that there's like a space now like with what you're doing where we have people who are not afraid to go into these spaces because there is this misconception in the Christian community for whatever reason that anyone who is a Christian that may touch like mainstream success or goes into secular spaces then automatically is compromising their morals or beliefs. Like you Mm -hmm. said, we see this Mm -hmm. all the time. We can talk about Mav City. We can talk about Kurt Franklin. There's always like this, yeah, like animosity toward these individuals. When in my eyes, like I love it. Like when I see, like you said, Mav City on one of the biggest platforms that the B. That was the bt Awards, correct?
1: Was it? It was no, BT. no. It was no. something big. It was like the, Gram- the Grammy. It was the Grammys. Yes, it was the Grammys. Yes, it was. The you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> <laughs> seeing seeing God on the biggest, the biggest. platform, like. How can you not yeah. like celebrate that and look at that? Like, okay, like God's here in his glory and his name is being elevated. So no, I that's what I'm all about. And I love that. Yeah. Like you've been able to like find that like space in terms of like um, complementing both everything that you do when it comes to the content modeling and of course, like just the ministry that you have. And one 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 last thing and the biggest thing is, what has been your relationship with like modesty and how has that
2: mm-hmm.
0: like evolved? Like, cause when we talk about being able to even glorify God and everything that we do when it comes to like that space that you're in, like modeling specifically, how have you been able to like manage that? Because I remember, I don't know what? if I saw it on your story or something happened, but like, I feel like there'd be some people really trying to come at you and attack you. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I have to. I have to have empathy to the people who are acting very, very Pharisaic, because they there's this deeper desire to these people who are calling out individuals that that they just want to please God, mm. and I I think that when we get so focused on doing rather than being, we become really, really legalistic, yeah. and I. I say this all the time because people will ask me about modesty all the time. I'm like, that is not the most important thing you could get out of my brain, if I'm being honest, but I've talked about it. There's been times where I've had to shut it down because it's like, I'm not going to repeat myself and go on circular reasoning on my, my, my thoughts about this, but obviously I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, um, because this is like the raw realness of like what's happening is um, when I was not with Christ a few years ago, I was posting pictures, even I would even go as far to say, even a year ago, I was posting things that were not okay. Even last year on my birthday, I posted it and I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't do something. It was my birthday and I had a birthday cake and I was like, mm, in a little like, <laughs> bikini and that probably, I'm going to keep it yeah. And, and I, and I just thought it was creative and cute and just like, whatever, and I realized, dang, glad like I'm actually showing a lot yeah. right here. Maybe I should just take this down. I look good, but that's something I should save. And so the since I started my ministry, I've been I've been putting out stuff that's I like you ain't seen a single bikini picture on, on my feed in the past like year yeah. and a half or year, not year <laughs> and a half. In in the past year, you haven't seen a single picture like that on my Instagram. But I'm gonna wear spaghetti straps and crop taps. Because I live in California and it's, it's 114 hot. degrees today. It's hot. It's hot. I'm not gonna put on a sweater <laughs> in a in a maxi skirt with some with some. They jeans want y'all in robes, like, like,
0: head to toe,
1: <laughs> head to toe, right? And so um, I noticed that actually, before when I was posting those pictures of me more promiscuous, I wasn't getting any comments on my modesty. If I'm being honest, it was once I actually w- was exemplifying modesty. And then, okay, can I bring it up in scripture, please? Yes, because please. We also have to assess the fact that this isn't a, this isn't just like, Emmy. You have to wear a long sleeve, a uh, skirts, and in like a scarf or whatever. You your hands have to be covered. Your stomach has to be covered. All this has has to be um, covered, right? It's it's the intention behind what your wearing what is it second is it second Timothy or is it second Peter I always forget which one it is I I believe it's second Timothy there it goes I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and uh, property adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold pearls or expensive clothes but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess uh, to worship God a woman should learn in quietness and in full submission all those things right so we have to understand that it never said anything specific that we are, that we are called to dress in what with good deeds appropriate for women who profess worship of God. So basically what, what that is saying is that I cannot let what I wear be the idol over my worship to the Lord. I can't let this be a distraction over the glory of God. And I think that a lot of people think, um, oh, if you're showing your shoulders or if you're showing your stomach, that's being immodest. I'm like, is that immodesty from scripture or is that immodesty from culture? Because we see that if you look in different parts of the world, um, I I went to Hawaii for a missions trip um, in the beginning of this year. And one thing I learned about their culture is that there was a time to where they were just all naked. They lived pretty much nakedly, and in Hawaii, no one wears clothes, and it's not necessarily inappropriate because that's the culture of it. They they're just all cool with each other, and they don't lust over one another because they're that's normal to them. Walking around, it's hot, it's humid, and they're it's normal to them seeing people walk walk around like this. And I think that there's this like Americanized. Uh, expectation that woman has to be presented a certain way mm. to be taken seriously and I think a lot of the things that I get um, commented on when it comes to my modesty is basically people projecting that they have an insecurity or an issue with the way that I'm dressing and it's not because I'm causing them to stumble by the way that I'm dressed it's because they have even taken accountability to To assess their eyes and how they have a problem looking at women and lusting over them no matter what they wear. Because I've met some men to where I have been in a full on sweatsuit. I've had men straight up told me that I like it better when you're in sweatsuits and Jordans. I think you look way better like that. I think you look hot when you're doing that. But when you put a crop top, like it don't faze me. Like, I I can still get sexualized when I have an oversized t-shirt and baggy jeans on because guys like that style or guys like this. So is that really my responsibility now? Because I have to understand that I'm going to be sexualized no matter what. My actions can can encourage that behavior. Mm. So that's what I can deal with on my end. But the rest, that person cannot come at me and be like, oh, well, uh, I like this suit on you, so you shouldn't have worn it. Like,
2: eh, right. like, that's
1: not my fault. Like, you just have a lust issue. And I think people also want to get on my modesty, too, is because my sin is public. And I bet you could relate to this so much, too, <laughs> yeah. because I, I get commented a lot on my, quote, unquote, sin because it's public. And I notice that people who call out other people and their sin um, it's usually because that's something that they had to deal with themselves. And it's easier to point out their own sins and other people. And, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me pull this up. Uh, Corinthians. or Nope, it's Romans. It's Romans. It's Romans 2, and it says, uh, You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment, onto someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same exact thing. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or, and this is the key, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Mm -hmm. So when I just hear people coming at me going, no, 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 and I'm doing everything that God has told me to, to make myself holy and presentable and not dressing in an in, inappropriate manner. And God never said I couldn't be fly either. Let's just get that.
0: Fact. Here.
1: God never said I couldn't be fly. <laughs> you know, he he just said to present myself. And this goes beyond clothes, too. This goes even in the way I'm posing in Instagram pictures. Mm. Not like being like, oh, mm. it's, right. it's, it's by presenting yourself mod in in a modest way not just by clothes but by the way you're wearing it because you could put two women in the same outfit and one could look more seductive because she's bending over tabletops and posing a way she couldn't and then the other one is just wearing whatever and it's hot outside it- it's all about how you're wearing it um and what you're wearing to an extent, though, like I think if you're in a string thong and in a in a micro like bikini top, then like, yeah, you shouldn't be posting yeah. that on Instagram. Let's be for real. You know, but if you're wearing a crop top or like spaghetti straps, like be very for real, be, be very for real, <laughs> It is not if if anything I I would actually be confused and concerned for the men who who lust over shoulders and midriffs. That's actually very concerning to me. I I feel like that's the same thing as to why like like some men have like uh like foot fetishes. Yeah. So am I supposed to never wear sandals? Like what am I supposed to do about that? You no. know? So I think it's a it's, it's a hard topic because it doesn't just matter on the person who is is being seen. It's also about the person who's receiving what they're seeing, which is kind of what we wait. 100
0: percent. 100 percent. No, yeah, it's it's definitely an important conversation and I love your thoughts on it. Um, and obviously just the way that you've been able to, again, like we talk about, it's humility to sit here and be like, okay, maybe a year ago. Like not that far in the past, okay, like I was posting in or in a position where there were some things, you know, I can look back now and be like, all right, I would want to change. I've evolved from, and I'm moving in a different direction. And so I definitely love that. And it really goes back to the beginning of this conversation where you were talking about Save Not Soft and a big part of like your mission and what you want to do is empower like other women to be empowered, like by the word of God and the truth and not by the culture that is like telling them, Okay you're going to be empowered by being promiscuous or acting in this way and or just like giving yourself away in these different manners. And so, no, yeah, I love it all. But I guess the last question that I have is, honestly, I don't know. What what would you say to, hmm, I want to say your younger self, but let's just think about like a younger female that's trying to find like herself, her Mm -hmm. identity, who she is, in the world um maybe even curious about her faith or whatever that looks like what would be you know some advice or something that you feel like you would probably needed to hear when you were younger
1: yeah yeah i think and it's so simple what i needed to hear when i was younger was that i'm seen i'm heard and i'm loved and it's so simple But I was living in a world where I thought no one saw me or heard me. So I had to do things, quote unquote, promiscuous or loud and very attention-like because I felt like I was never seen as valuable. And when you're under that illusion and that lie from the enemy, you do things out of desperation to seek validation from the world. And the advice I would tell my younger self is that I don't actually need to do anything except for be. Before I do anything, I'm called first to be, to to be still, to be a daughter, to be a creation. I, I am already admired for me as a creation, rather than what I do and what I'm putting out. And I think a lot of people can even stray away from, um, from having a relationship with Christ because they think it's just a checklist and things you have to do in order to be valuable. And that is such a life in Pidahel. That is a complete life in Pidahel. You do not have to do anything to, to, it even says in scripture that the good deeds we do are like rags next Mm. to God's glory, that there is nothing we can do. And we know that, that faith, um, that faith works do are in the process of that, but, but, works is just evidence to your faith works isn't just defining your faith alone right so i i think if women were to recognize that they are valuable and and they know that they're valuable and they're receiving it from people who are in relationship with the lord that they're going to have a deeper understanding of who they were made to be Um, and once i understood that i was valuable for who i am alone in christ I was able to understand more of my purpose and what the lord wanted me to do here on this planet and uh it's hard because uh especially being a woman we are degraded in senses that are very like sexual and like expectant and um even like y'all men like have your things too like for men i can only imagine what it's like to have this pressure of responsibility like all, all the time we have we have these like differences between men and women but with women we have this expectation to look pretty and to do good and if we don't do that good no one's going to want to pursue us but we have to re- remind ourselves that the number one pursuer is christ and he is pursuing mm-hmm. us if he has chosen you if he is if he is loving like he has already chosen his people and he loves his people so um i i would just encourage my younger self and even just like young women in general that you are valued and you are bought at a high price and the lord does not want you to cast your values onto people and onto things who are going to invalidate it and dishonor it and this is why scripture says don't cast your pearls upon swine because if i gave a swine a million dollar pearl necklace it's gonna eat it then it's gonna throw it into the into the pit or in the mud and roll around with it or whatever but if i gave a, a million dollar pearl necklace to a jeweler it's gonna understand the value of what i'm giving it and that's what god wants to do with His people god is the jeweler and he sees our value and he wants to appreciate us and he wants to honor us but even more he wants he wants the glory to all go to him because he created us
0: oh my goodness yeah that's the one that's so fire <laughs> that's so fire yes you heard it here though you were got will be moving no for real Listen, you were bought at a high price. And so I love all of that. Emmy. thank you so much for like taking the hour or so to sit down and talk with me. I've honestly gotten so much for this. You, There was mad gems. You were spinning. I'm not going to lie. You were really preaching. So I appreciate you taking hey, the time it's all I'm not doing that. Listen. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Oh, yeah. So let people know where they can find you, though. Like your platform, socials and whatnot. Now, this will all be linked in the description, too. But go ahead and let them know.
1: Oh yeah, let me play myself real quick. Um, so if you want to follow me on uh oh wait, how do I want to do this? Because I have my ministry page and I have my personal. If you want to follow my personal page, it's um Moore, E-M-Y-M-O-O-R-E-E on Instagram. If you want to follow up with my podcast, it's Safe Not Soft Podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, and on podcast, which is Safe not soft. It's pretty easy to look up, I would like to say. Um, and then TikTok, my fashion. Um, lifestyle content is more three and then uh tiktok for ministry is Save not soft podcast yes i think that's that is right that's right no of okay, course and y'all see all
0: that below <laughs> definitely go and support as i said before she's genuinely changing the world and this is only the beginning this is just a stepping stone to like everything else that's gonna like blow her mind and i'm excited just to see it from afar so definitely thank um, you so much bro no of course yeah so For everyone tuning in and listening, stay you, stay real, and stay humble. We'll catch you all next week. Much love.